You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, Shay. We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and uh, we are live. This is the first time I've ever done this, so I'm pretty excited here. Uh, I've got in studio right now uh, Jordan, along with Dean Broyles, uh, and we are trying out here, streaming this on YouTube and Facebook and all. We're actually, this show that we're, we're having today is actually going to be on uh, the air on KPRZ, 1210 AM, this Saturday, 2 to 3. But what I wanted to do is try out streaming this. So if you're out there listening um, and you have an opportunity to maybe type in some comments or send us a text, we'd love to um, get your opinion on what we're talking about. So please feel free to do that. I'm going to start off by reading a quick article. Um, We're talking about a pretty hot subject today. It's sex education curriculum in the public schools. Specifically, we're talking about sex education in San Diego Unified School District. There's been a bit of a battle going on because the curriculum is so outrageous. And uh, this is a really cool article. This is from lifenews.com. It says, new report proves abstinence education works. Fewer high school students are having sex. And the date on this is January 8th, 2018. It's by Tony Perkins. And let me just read to you um, a a segment of this uh, article here. Here's what it says. For every parent who's tried to tell their teenage kids that everyone's not doing it, here's proof. According to the CDC's new nationwide report, the number of high school students who said they've ever had sex dropped from 47% in 2005 to 41% in 2015. So there's a 6% drop there, according to this study, between 2005 and 2015. The good news is even better for African-American students who showed improvements across the board, followed by Hispanics who practiced more abstinence in three of the four grades. Uh, None of this is thanks to the previous administration, researchers say. After two terms of the last administration's if-it-feels-good-do-it approach, most experts agree that President Obama accomplished one thing, making the situation worse. Compared with their peers, a 2016 study by the American Journal of Public Health found that teenagers in the government's programs were more likely to begin having sex and more likely to get pregnant. And it's no wonder the curriculum was so extreme that 40% of young people actually said they felt more pressure to engage in sex from their sex ed classes than from their boyfriends or girlfriends. Uh, What a statement. That's 40% of kids saying, when I took this sex ed uh, class, it actually made me feel more pressure uh, to have sex uh, than I would have gotten from my boyfriend or girlfriend. And my guest today is Dean Broyles. He's been on the show with me before. Uh, I'll give him a, a quick introduction. He's from the National Center for Law and Policy. He's the president of the National Center for Law and Policy. He earned a Juris Doctorate degree from Regent University School of Law in Virginia Beach, Virginia. He was mentored in law school in constitutional litigation by Jay Sekulow. Uh, if you keep up with uh, the, the Supreme Court and so forth, you probably heard Jay Sekulow's name at some point in time. Uh, who is part of the American Center for Law and Justice. And Dean is also an affiliate attorney of the Alliance Defending Freedom. Dean, thanks for being on the program today. 
Great to be with you, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's And you're right in the middle of all this here. And um, I had you and Ashley Beaver on the show a while back where we were talking about what was coming down the pike at the time. I don't believe it had been introduced into the schools yet, but it was, or, or maybe just introduced. And uh, parents were becoming alarmed because of some of the stuff that was coming out uh, and what was being taught. Essentially, a lot of stuff that was extreme, like pornography. The curriculum referred to uh, certain sites that actually had pornographic information and That's all this correct. stuff. You want to give us an update on where things are from uh, from that point uh, till now? Sure. So um, we were reaching out to the community, trying to educate parents, educate pastors and churches, and get people in, knowledgeable and involved. Because um, within five to ten minutes of me sitting down with any person. I can show them how bad the curriculum is and convince them to sign our petition and fight it. And so it's a really a no-brainer, but what we're seeing is people just don't know. and They don't um, know what's in the curriculum. They don't know, and you know maybe they're busy, maybe they don't care, maybe they don't speak English if, if they're you know, Hispanic and don't speak English very well, but people just are not paying attention, even after... We got a lot of media attention, and it was in the Union Tribune, and it was all over the TV evening news, and they showed, uh, demonstrated that the district was, in fact, teaching kids to go to the Internet and to go to pornography to learn about sex, and actually had links to pornography in the curriculum. Even after we showed that, I mean, 20 years ago, that might have been enough to force the school district to pull the program. But we presented um, uh, about 2,000 to 2,500 signatures on our petition to the board in July, um, we, we addressed them again. The media w- was again there covering our case and showing the pornography that they were linked to. And uh, the district, actually, at, at that meeting, district um, members, board members, and, and uh, em- you know, employees of the district acknowledged that there were porn links in the, in the c- curriculum, didn't deny it, um, said that they had, because of our protest, delinked some of the porn temporarily but um, they said that they wanted to reintroduce those porn links in the future because they, they felt like they were helpful. And one of the board members, in fact, who's, I believe, a psychiatrist or psychologist who should know better, yeah. should know that porn harms kids and it's not good for sixth graders. He said, well, you know, kids have laptops, kids have iPhones, they're going to see it anyway. Oh, wow. And so we've gone in a few short years from school districts trying to filter their computers and keep kids off porn at school to now them saying, Hey, porn is great. It's a wonderful way to learn about sex. Wow. And that's awful. I, I interviewed district attorney, uh, summer Stefan, who is fighting human trafficking in San Diego. She actually told me that, uh, essentially pornography is a gateway drug into human trafficking. And that because of the spread of porn, human trafficking has become an increasingly, uh, more difficult problem to deal with. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. And what drives me crazy, I'm a parent. I have three kids, three teenagers, one's in junior high and two in high school. And what drives me crazy as a kid uh, or as a parent of children is that here in San Diego County, if you've been paying attention, you know that we're one of the top 10 places for sex trafficking recruiting in the United States. Yep, yep. I just talked about this with – with Point Loma Nazarene University uh, and their program to try to fight uh, human trafficking, yeah. That's right. And as Summer pointed out, and, and our additional research uh, has, has pointed out, and there's a direct link between porn exposure and pornography and sex trafficking 
and the fact that children are more likely to be abused or molested if they've seen pornography themselves. Mm. And so there's a direct link. So why in the very school district where these sex traffickers are recruiting, would we start teaching kids that porn is okay, porn is great, here's the links to the porn that you should see in your sex ed class and make them vulnerable to these horrible outcomes. I just think it's insane, and it's really bad public policy. Yeah, uh, that's unbelievable. I I have a variety of interviews. For those of you who are listening today, if you want more information about that, this, you know, uh, I interviewed um, a gentleman from Covenant Eyes not too long ago who actually talks about his own porn addiction and what he went through to get out of pornography and how young he was when he got introduced into that. And He's talking about that this incredible struggle to get out of pornography, and here we have the school district actually introducing kids to something that's highly addictive and very dangerous. That's right, and uh, and 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 just is unbelievable that that's happening. Um, And yet, and what we see here from the article I just read from uh, LifeNews.com is that abstinence actually works. It actually causes kids to uh, go, "Hey, I don't have to be pressured into sex. I don't have to have sex." And I can uh, have self-control. Yeah. And the Advocates for Youth program in San Diego Unified specifically is hypersexualizing and oversexualizing, and it promotes early involvement in sex. You can't read through the curriculum without even as an adult blushing and thinking that these are sixth graders who are going to be exposed to all this explicit material. Put the pornography aside for one minute the curriculum normalizes early sexual involvement and actually promotes it. And even though under California law, they're supposed to promote abstinence and acknowledge abstinence and promote and support marriage, the advocates for youth program that comes out of Washington, DC doesn't do that. And that's what they're using in San Diego unified. Wow. Okay. Well, we're coming up on a real short break here. We're only going to be on, on a break for maybe 10 or 15 seconds before we hop back in here. We're streaming live. If you have comments or thoughts that you'd like to share, please feel free to text us or uh, to write a comment on the stream. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, we're going to be talking to Dean about what we can do as citizens here in, in uh, San Diego and as uh, conscientious uh, conservatives and Christians who who want to see kids protected and believe that by far the best way we can do this, it's not to keep them uneducated, but it's to educate them in a way that's going to help them to make good, godly decisions, not lead them down a path that's ultimately going to lead them into dangerous behavior, addictive behavior, and even in some cases, abortion. So we're going to be right back. Stay with us. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Educate for Life helps you build your life on the rock. LG Equipment helps builders build on good soil. Luke Gibson's team at LG Equipment is your local source for grading, demolition, hauling, and more. Learn about their bulk water services from trucks to tankers to towers at rentwatertower.com. Get your questions answered. Call LG Equipment at 619-988-0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619-988-0924. 
Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-825-3985. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. I will cast my cares on you. Hey, welcome back. I hope you've enjoyed our program so far. We've just finished the first segment. I'm here with Dean Broyles from the National Center for Law and Policy. His website is nclplaw.org, and he has been very much involved in fighting for religious freedom, defending uh, people that uh, de- defending people's conscience, the religious right to live by their conscience. And uh, Dean, before we hop back into the whole uh, sex education curriculum area, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this and some of the other legal issues that you've been involved with. I know you you are arguing or um, participating in cases that are at the Supreme Court level. Yeah, that's right. Um, This term, there's two cases we're uh, involved with. The first uh, you're probably very familiar with, which is a Masterpiece Cake Shop case. Mm -hmm. And we filed an amicus brief in that case, and I had the blessing of being in the courtroom at the U.S. Supreme Court for oral arguments on December 5th. And that was an amazing case and very important compelled speech case Tell with us, broad implications. For our listeners who aren't aware of what, what happened there, give a little background to what happened with the Masterpiece Cake uh, Supreme Court case. Sure. Jack Phillips is a Colorado baker who um, was asked to bake a cake, a wedding cake for a, a same-sex wedding cer- celebration ceremony. And he declined because of his faith. He didn't want to participate and contribute his artistic abilities to celebrating something that went against his personal faith. And so he declined and was brought up before the, Calif- uh, the Colorado Human Rights uh, Civil Rights Commission and was found to have violated the law and was told that he had to bake cakes in the future for same-sex weddings and retrain his staff because their their worldview, their thinking was wrong on the topic. Yeah. Very Orwellian yeah, in that regard. Sounds like something out of out of a science fiction magazine or something. Yeah. A, as a result, he decided not to bake cakes anymore, lost 40% of his business, had to lay off friends and family members from the business, um, and has really suffered for taking a stand for his faith. And so that case, even though it deals with a wedding vendor, and, and uh, it, it's not limited, the, the ruling is not limited to that in the sense that if the government can force Jack Phillips 
to use his art to, to, to participate in a same-sex wedding, the, the government can essentially compel us to do almost anything. Oh, yeah. And I, I uh, interviewed a woman from Canada who was testifying on uh, the issue of homosexual parenting. Uh, her father uh, was a homosexual who had raised her, and, and uh, the, she told me that in Canada, she actually wouldn't have been able to have this discussion with me on the radio because in Canada they've made it illegal to be able to even discuss the issue, yeah. uh, which uh, is alarming um, that we would lose those kind of rights. But that, that's, that's, right. that's the path we're going down. That's right. The other case is Nifla versus Becerra, and that's a local case, actually. We're representing two pregnancy care centers, um, one in East County and one in Fallbrook. And um, that's, that's a situation where uh, California a couple years back passed, in 2015, passed AB 775, which forced pro-life pregnancy care centers to advertise for abortion or refer women for abortions as soon as they walk in the door of their building. Yeah, that is so bizarre, yeah. right? Okay, I'm walking in to get help uh, from my child here, and and here, uh, here's some information about how to go get an abortion. So the, right. the clinic is doing the exact opposite of what their mission is that they've been called to do. Yeah. So we're representing uh, the, the centers and NIFLA, which is a national organization uh, umbrella organization for pro-life pregnancy care centers and uh, at the Supreme Court. And our merits brief was filed last a couple weeks back, and there's a lot of amicus briefs in the pro-life community coming in supporting our position. And uh, oral arguments, will, we expect to have, have those in March. That's, again, another compelled speech case. Mm. So I, get, I gave a briefing for a worldview group on Saturday morning, and the topic was compelled speech at the Supreme Court, and I was talking about both those cases. And, and not only does that have, have, a, have a free speech angle, but it really has a pro-life angle because what they're trying to do, the other side, Planned Parenthood and, and NAMBLA, or not, not NAMBLA, but, um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting the NARAL uh, here in California is trying to do is really silence and shut down pro-life pregnancy care centers. And if they're effective in doing that, we're going to lose a lot more babies in California. Yeah, and they're not looking for a fair, ar- a fair discussion. They're not looking for an argument back and forth. They're looking for, hey, we just don't want you to say anything. We don't want you to even have a voice. Yeah, and in this case, it, you know, they're saying to them, we, the government supports abortion, so therefore the government wants to force you to express the government's position on abortion. And we, we want you to refer women for free or low-cost abortion at this telephone number. And it has to be in big, bold font as soon as they walk in the door. Yeah, and their viewpoint seems to be whatever the government government endorses is what you have to endorse also. That's right. Yeah, this happened with the Kelvin Cochran case too, where he had written a, a book, a personal devotional book for men, and in it there was one sentence on the issue of homosexuality, and his boss told him, look at when you come to work, he was working for the fire department, right? Uh, he was a fire chief, I believe. And when he, his, his, uh, one of the guys there said, when you come to work, you leave your beliefs at the door, essentially, which is absurd constitutionally. Yeah. Right? So um, my guest today is Dean Broyles. Please check him out at nclplaw.org. It's the National Center for Law and Policy. He works closely with the Alliance Defending Freedom. And uh, what we're talking about today is specifically what's going on with sex education in the San Diego Unified School District. But this is something that's countrywide. Um, you know, th- these uh, attempts to essentially uh, be more aggressive sexually. And this is a this is a push in the whole culture. It's where is this coming from? Um, Dean and I talked briefly off the air about SB 48 and the whole idea of 
you can choose what gender you are. Um, you know, marriage is something that's kind of a uh, a traditional uh, social agreement that's kind of passe. It's not necessarily something that people need to have. And um, it's kind of pushing um, the Judeo-Christian morals out the door is what's the, what the attempt is here. So where is where is this – how does this sex education push to legitimize pornography and so far? How does that fit in with SB48 and all these other movements that are kind of uh, coming together aggressively against Judeo-Christian morals? Yeah, so – you know, if we were asking where is it, it's coming from and who's pushing this agenda, um, generally it's radical leftists and the progressive movement um, that really seeks to pro- progress beyond or move beyond uh, Judeo-Christian uh, traditions in America, including how we view sexuality. And um, let's take, for instance, the issue of maleness and femaleness. You know, you raise the issue of transgenderism. Well, the Bible teaches in Genesis one twenty seven that God created us in his image, male and female. Yeah. So we're created in the Imago Dei, um, male and female. And that means that there's implications from that um, for, for human sexual relations and for marriage. Um, and so the, the radicals in, in, in the radical elite want to do away with and replace because they believe that's antiquated and inapplicable to the world today. And it's really, if you're asking who's funding this and supporting this, it's George Soros. You, if you've been watching the media lately, you can see that he donated $18 billion to these radical leftist causes. One of the biggest things he's funding right now is comprehensive sex education nationwide and worldwide. He wants sex ed to be, started, start, uh, to be begun in kindergarten and pre-K. I mean, that, oh. his idea of sex education is that we should really – um, sexually awake and, and over-sexualize kids starting at a very young age. And why is that? I mean, why, why would anybody want to do that? And knowing what we know about the damaging effects, the impact of sexual abuse and these sorts of things can do to a child, um, wh- why, why do that? Why? Well, I, I mean, there's, I think there's spiritual reasons why it's happening because I believe in spiritual warfare, but yeah. there's also kind of political, social reasons to do it. I mean, the fastest way to deconstruct the conservative movement is to train the next generation that there is no God and there are no morals, mm. right? Fodor Dostoevsky said in the Brothers Karamazov, if God is dead, then everything is permitted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so their idea is if, if they want ultimate freedom, which, which is not freedom, it's license, it's sexual license. Mm-hmm. It, and that's an interesting point you're bringing there. What's the difference between license and freedom? That's you know, right. We're coming up on a real quick break here. We're going to take a break for about 10 seconds or so, 10, 15 seconds, just so Dean and I can catch our breath. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the difference between license and freedom or licentiousness and freedom. We're going to be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donate2efl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donate2efl.org. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. This is Throughout All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? I've never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. I'm giving it all away. No Welcome back to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. You can pick up a recording of this show. It'll be up on YouTube, the recording. There's also recordings of tons of other shows. You know, the subject I'm talking about with Dean today is a subject that has been ongoing. I mean, historically, you can, you can follow the uh, domino path, right, um, and see how all these changes have taken place. It it's, it's didn't start with redefining marriage, but that was a big part in what's happening. And now we have, you know, where people can redefine their gender at will. Uh, a, a kid can use a high school uh, locker room uh, of the opposite sex. A friend of mine I interviewed not too long ago was actually fired because he would not call a boy, a, a girl, a boy who wanted to be called a boy. And uh, the school was mandating that he call this girl a boy. And... Uh, her parents didn't even know. That's what's incredible about it. Here she is a minor, and the school said, uh, you are not allowed to tell her parents that she wants to be called a boy. And there's all kinds of stuff like this going on. I interviewed uh, not too long ago Denise Schick. You can check out the interview I did with her. She was raised by a tra- transgender father. And you know, I asked her, I said to her, I said, uh, Denise, if somebody said to you, uh, big deal if somebody wants to be the opposite sex, who cares? Uh, what would you say to them? And she told me, uh, I believe it's around 40% of those who have had a sex change operation actually try to commit suicide. And uh, I believe it's around 30% that's actually right. achieve that. And that's Dean, right. that's the same stat that you've heard also. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, the results of transgender sex reassignment surgery, horrific. And that's why John Hopkins University, who did, first did uh, sex reassignment years ago, stopped doing it for over 30 years because the results were so horrible. And one of the top psychiatrists in the U.S., Dr. Paul McHugh, you've probably heard about him or read about his work. Yeah. He's come out very strongly against uh, transgenderism. And he says to teach transgenderism to children, to indoctrinate them that it's okay, it's a morally good thing, he calls it child abuse. Oh. And a lot of pediatricians agree with him. Yeah, because essentially what you're doing is you're actually hurting the child. You're not helping the child. You're you're actually... um, 
working against them. And I actually had a quote here that I was going to read, um, which is specifically that uh, Dr. McHugh says here, given that close to 80% of such children would abandon their confusion and grow naturally into ad- adult life if untreated, these medical interve- interventions come close to child abuse. So essentially what he's saying is, you know, sometimes a, a, a boy will uh, dress up like a girl or a, a girl will dress up like a boy, but th- these things naturally work themselves out over That's time. Right. That's right. Yeah. And so um, by telling them that, oh, okay, then you're a girl or you're a boy because just because you you know, dress this way a, a few times or, or whatever, or you're even acting more feminine or more masculine, doesn't automatically mean, oh, okay, I'm the opposite sex now. Well, and you heard what happened in Rockland, probably with the kindergarten class up there, where they brought out a little boy in a dress, read a few stories about transgen- promoting transgenderism to, kin- to kindergarten kids without their parents' knowledge or consent, then brought out this boy and introduced his new name. And later on, they punished a girl in the playground because she used the wrong name and the wrong pronoun because the boy wanted to be a girl. And um, a lot of children are coming home from these classes, you know, terrified that they may be a boy trapped in a girl's body or a girl trapped in a boy's body. And they don't even understand their own sexuality yet. And yet they're being confused about gender very early on. And it's, it's, it's a horrific thing that's happening to kids now. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I read the same thing about a woman in a uh, teacher in Texas who this was happening and she was trying to follow the school's instructions. And essentially there was a little uh, girl who said, I'm a boy. And she said, okay, all the class has to call this girl a boy. And then the next day the girl goes, no, I'm a girl. And the kids are like, whoa, what's happening? Are you, no, you're a girl. Are you a boy or are you a girl? I mean, imagine the confusion. That's right. Uh, and then you get into talking about things like sexuality or sex education and you're going to he- have even in- incredible amounts of confusion. And ultimately, I mean, where does this take you? I mean, uh, you know, you if you become just a, a moral relativist when it comes to your sexual morals, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to end up with all kinds of uh, problems regarding STDs and pregnancy and everything else. Well, the California School Board Associations and others are starting to put out policies that would, if adopted by school districts in California, this happened in Coronado recently. I helped Esther Valdez fight this there, where they were going to start punishing teachers and students for using the wrong pronouns, you know, supposedly the wrong pronouns for people who considered themselves transgender. Well, you think, step back from that and look at it from a First Amendment perspective. To, to force you to say something about someone else that's biologically and physically not true is that not a violation of your free speech rights as a teacher or as a student in that classroom? Yeah. I mean, it is. It's I, compelled yeah. government speech was exactly what we're fighting <laughs> yeah. in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case and the NIFLA thing. So this it's, this what, whole push is insane. Yeah, and what's really, you know, what it reminds me of is, you know, there's this whole big um, thing going on right now with the flat earth thing. It's all over the internet. It's crazy. Imagine if a if a uh, science professor, right, uh, uh, whatever, cosmology or whatever, was told you must teach that the earth is flat. I mean, they would flip up, flip out. It's in direct contradiction to everything we know about uh, science and, and everything, right? The world and everything. But yet essentially that's what we're doing. We're telling people you must, pre- you, n- you must live in my lie, right? That's right. Y- you will call them a, a boy, even though they're obviously a girl. Mm-hmm. And we will all pretend together for this person that they are the opposite sex. 
Well, and that's if you read George Orwell's 1984, that's exactly what the Ministry of Truth does is they call th- they call things the opposite of what they are, right? And that's precisely what's happening here and it's being forced on all of us and we're all kind of in an emperor is you know is wearing no clothes type scenario. We're all saying, "Yes, it's a boy," or "No, it's a girl," and we're all agreeing with this insanity. Yeah, and we've got to fight it and push back because if you think about it, just stepping back from the legal and public policy implications for a minute, just think about practically if we end the sexual binary, the gender binary. In other words, we end maleness and femaleness and wipe it out as a category. That has broad and far-reaching implications across the board, not just for public education, but well beyond education. So think about a whole generation raised on the lie that boys can be whatever they want to be and girls can be whatever they want to be. And there really is no gender. It's all what you in your brain and what your thoughts are and what your feelings are. I mean, the cultural insanity and dysfunction that that will lead to, I mean, I, I don't think we can even imagine how bad it will be. And so if grandparents love their kids, if pastors love kids, if parents love kids, we've got to draw a red line in the sand and say, stop the insanity. Yeah. You will not pass this line. And what are you, what are you, what is the feedback you're getting? I mean, when you approach churches and so forth, are you finding that the majority of people that hear about this are like, yeah, I agree with you, of course. Um, well, early on, we didn't get a lot of help. Um, and we sent out uh, letters to hundreds of evangelical pastors throughout San Diego County, and only one or two stepped up to help, and it was really discouraging and disappointing. Recently, though, we've been reaching out to the African-American pastors. We've been reaching out to the Chinese pastors. We've been reaching out to the Latino pastors and any pastor who will talk to us. And like I said earlier, within five to ten minutes of sitting down and walking through the problems of the curriculum— they, they're ready to storm the gates of hell. They're mad, and they're ready to, sh- to sign the petition, get everybody to sign the petition, and show up at board meetings and complain, and that's what we're moving towards. That's fantastic. So where, explain to us where, well, we're actually coming up on another quick break here, so um, please stay with us. Dean is going to tell us um, you know, where they are in this current fight, uh, how many people have signed the, the petitions currently, and what do we need to do in order to get pornography out of the sex education curriculum? What do we, we, we need to do to get the idea that um, part of contraception is just having an abortion? Um, so we're going to be right back, and uh, Dean is going to share with us what, how you can get involved and how you can make a difference. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. This is the Allow All Ages Ministry with Joe and Stacy. We would like to equip you to share the gospel with confidence in a biblical and effective way. We would like to teach you through the proclamation of the gospel. Whether you're the skeptic, God who created you said that he has made himself known to you so that you are without excuse. One-on-one evangelism. How do you think you can get to heaven? Never really thought about it, but I've always thought of, you know, doing good. For more information, go to throughoutallages.com, like us on Facebook, or visit us at YouTube at Throughout All Ages. 
When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. How much time and money do you spend buying lattes and espresso drinks? Express Fix Coffee invites you to discover super automatic espresso machines for your home or office. Enjoy delicious coffee drinks at the push of a button. Dave Martin and his local team help you choose the perfect machine for you. Call Express Fix Coffee for new or used espresso machines, repairs, parts, or accessories. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Dave at 619-825-3985. There's got to be more. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Uh, today is actually Monday here, and uh, it's 442 in uh, the studio here. We're down in the uh, KPRZ studio, and uh, nice and cold in here like usual. So, uh, But um, Dean is with me, Dean Broyles, from the National Center for Law and Policy, nclplaw.org. And for the first time, we are actually streaming the show. This is the first time I've ever done this. So, Dean, you are the you are the guinea pig here, <laughs> whether you like it or not. But uh, it's going good. Uh, we've got these cameras here pointing at us, and Jordan's running everything. So, quick shout out to Jordan uh, for putting this all together. Couldn't have done it without him. And uh, if you want to support this radio program, I would love your support. It costs a, a decent amount of money to stream it live, but we really want to uh, make a bigger impact. We want to have. Uh, people like Dean on the air who we get who get to share what's going on out in the community to a broader audience so that we can kind of pull together and uh, as the body of Christ make a difference in this world. Um, uh, you know, the, the church, Christ ordained the church because together you can have a far greater impact than you can all fighting your little battles out on your own. And that's what the church is for. And um, so it's for encouragement and also to be um, a brighter light out there. And what we're talking about today, if you're just tuning in, is the sex ed curriculum in the San Diego Unified School District. It is out of control. Um, and Dean, when we, we're going to tell people what they can do, but can you share a little bit more about what's being pushed in the curriculum um, that sure. people should be uh, aware of? Sure. We've talked about pornography, and um, you know what was shown before was an amaze.org-linked uh, cartoon porn uh, about Julie... Julie Mellons and Miles Long, and I won't go into a lot of details about that, but it's pretty explicit graphic cartoon porn that links to other porn. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that it's not age-appropriate. It's, it's over-sexualizing uh, young kids. The program that we have starting in San Diego Unified in sixth grade, they're actually teaching the same program in Oceanside, and they want to start in kindergarten, but after parents protested, they decided, "Oh, we're going to start in third grade." So, oh, that's a lot better. This is yeah. this is the dire- direction we're heading: is hypersexualizing and oversexualizing young children. It's dehumanizing because it encourages kids to primarily see each other as sex objects for personal pleasure and sex sexual gratification, and, and as opposed to in the Imago Dei, in the image of God, as beautiful, unique, and valuable human beings. Um, it's gr- very graphic and promotes uh, taboo sex. There's detailed def- descriptions and of uh, vaginal, oral, and anal sex, and a number of other things. I won't go into detail here. 
Um, it's gender blurring, as we've talked about. It promotes actively promotes transgenderism as normal and healthy yeah. when we know that it's not. Um, and just it, it, it and, and in doing so, as, as I mentioned earlier, it attacks maleness and female, and it's the gender binary from Genesis 127. It, it violates the freedom of speech and compelled speech, as I mentioned. It promotes abortion, as you mentioned in the intro, because it tells kids that, hey, abortion is a very natural, normal thing to do if you have an unwanted or un- unintended pregnancy. And kids are told in our schools that they have the right to go off campus and get abortions at Planned Parenthood and other places without their parents' knowledge or consent. And I just want to mention that that's not true. Districts can have a policy that notifies parents and obtains their consent before abortions are occurring. But Planned Parenthood and the ACLU have lied to a lot of school districts. San Diego used to have a good policy, but they reversed it several years ago. Um, It's anti-marriage, as I mentioned earlier, because it separates marriage um, from sex and says, hey, you can be having sex all you want in in all these dangerous ways. It's it's perfectly normal and fine. Um, And so it undermines sexual purity and abstinence which I believe uh, that with pornography will lead to the increased breakdown of the family. And I believe this is potentially civilization-ending oh, yeah. stuff if we yeah. don't get a handle on it. Yeah, and I, it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, there was a Harvard researcher um, uh, who, who studied the breakdown of civilizations, and essentially what he found was that the precursor to the breakdown of civilization almost uh, 100% of the time was sexual promiscuity on a, on a huge scale. And that's, that's what right. we're seeing is we're seeing um, a culture that is making sex everything, right? It's driving everything. We have uh, a bi- multi-billion dollar companies uh, getting their money through pornography, promoting pornography. It's creating human trafficking. You have huge problems with abortion because of that. And then you have the breakdown of the family. All of this leads to the breakdown of a culture. That's right. And if you read the rise and fall of the Roman civilization, you will see that. I mean, if you look at history, you can see that over and over again and it's almost like we think, oh, now we're in the 20th century. We can we can overcome, uh, you know, natural law and morality yeah. Yeah. that's baked into the universe. Um, finally, it's just it's blatantly anti-Christian. It teaches kids that religious resources about sex, like their pastor, youth pastor, or Christian parents, or other religious parents, those resources are biased and unreliable, mm. right? And it uses those terms biased and and it calls them unreliable. Well, all these secular resources like, you know, George Soros-funded stuff, Planned Parenthood, ACLU, Advocates for Youth, those are reliable. Yeah. And so a lot of what they're trying to do is is wrap themselves in science and, and say, oh, we're the ones giving the facts and, and, and the good information. Everybody else, you know, especially you, you Christians, you crazy Christians, you're giving – uh, bad information to your kids, and you're misleading your yeah. kids. But in fact, all the social science data is actually on our side. That's right. I mean, by far. Uh, I mean, the family is what keeps a society healthy. And as soon as that family begins to break down, which all these these uh, attempts, this is what they're doing. They're breaking down the family. You're creating teen pregnancy. Um, you're getting girls pregnant at a young age. Uh, teen pregnancy is the number one uh, predictor of poverty. So you have all these problems that are being created, um, and it's almost as if they're just shoving all the social science to the side and saying, no, we don't believe that anymore. Yeah. The the message they're giving to kids is do whatever you want with whomever you want and ignore the consequences, put blinders onto the consequences. So in that regard, these these sex ed programs 
are, are, are not fact-based, mm. right? Because they're not telling kids about the consequences of anal sex, for example. Yeah. About, I mean, age, you know, they supposedly talk about HIV, but the, but the, but the way they do it is very weak and very irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I always throw this stat out there because I feel like people just need to be made aware. You know, 60% of all new HIV AIDS cases are among male homosexuals. And people say, well, you just need better uh, sex education. No, this is not true. There's something inherent to the issue of homosexuality. Uh, 64% of all uh, new syphilis cases are among male homosexuals. Uh, there's a reason why the Bible says don't engage in this behavior. It's because God loves people. God wants people to be blessed. That's and right. so he's given us these laws. The Bible says uh, those who, who obey my commands will live by them. What it's saying is, hey, you will be blessed when you live by the standards I've outlined. I love you. I've given this to you for your benefit. Yeah. Uh, so, Dean, what, what can they do? I see here down here it says, please do three things. What do people need to do here? Okay. Well, first of all, we want them to become informed. And so if you want information for your church or for your community or for your organization, please contact us at the National Center for Law and Policy. Ask for Sherry, and Sherry, my assistant, will email you and forward you all this information. So we've, we've de- developed a one-page fact sheet that quickly explains the problems with the curriculum. We have links to the curriculum. Don't believe us. Read it yourself. Um, and then, and then and we also have a church bulletin insert that pastors and churches can use to talk about the issue from the pulpit. And so we're specifically asking churches in particular to inform their congregation, to get the word out for us, to ask their congregational members to sign the paper petition, or they can go to SDUSD um, on, uh, on um, change.org and find our online petition, which is also in Spanish, and sign, sign the petition either in paper at their church or online. And ultimately, we want to have a massive resistance opt out. And we're going to present the petitions on uh, our target date is February 27th at the board meeting to talk to them about this issue. Okay, that's great. Well, we're coming up on another break here. We have, uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, some of the issues going on within the church and why churches aren't as involved as they could be. And uh, please, if you, if you, this is touching your heart, please get involved, get angry. Uh, you know, don't, don't sin in your anger, but get angry and, uh, you know, get out there and start spreading the word. Uh, they need 25,000 signatures by February 15th. So that's not too far away. Um, uh, we need your help to make this happen. We're going to be right back. For 36 years, Fastlane Kayaking has helped people like you experience everything that's great about San Diego. Fastlane makes fishing and water sports fun and easy. Hobie Cat kayaks feature a popular pedal system, not paddles, keeping your hands free as you fish. You no longer need to tow and gas up a boat to experience great San Diego fishing. Call or come in for your no-charge demo ride, 619-222-0766, fastlanesailing.com. At Dana Landing Marine. Arena across from SeaWorld, 619-222-0766. Luke Gibson of LG Equipment supports Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Luke grew up in the construction industry and now serves LG's commercial and residential customers throughout Southern California. Whether you need grading, paving, hauling, demolition, on-site bulk water service, water trucks, tankers, and towers, call LG Equipment at 619-998-998. 0924. Learn more at lgequipment.com. 619 
998-998-0924. Hi, I'm Marissa Conover, and I would love to help you buy or sell your home. I've worked as a realtor for more than 13 years, and as a San Diego native, my passion and experience will help make your move as peaceful as can be. Call me at 619-251-1577. That's 619-251-1577. Or visit conoverhomes.com. Hi, this is Kevin Conover. Will you please donate to Educate for Life so we can share the truth of God's Word with kids in public schools? You can donate online at donate2efl.org. The Bible used to be read in public schools on a regular basis prior to the 1960s. But today, most kids are completely clueless when it comes to the content and the historical and scientific accuracy of the Bible. Please help us by donating online at donate2efl.org. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. I will cast my cares on you. Okay, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, coming back to the show. We're on our last segment. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and the show is Educate for Life. My website's educateforlife.org. I also have 40 online classes that cover all this kind of material, but really put it into a comprehensive package so that you can have all the pieces of the puzzle of a Christian worldview. If you feel like you struggle to answer some of your friends' questions or the things that they bring up or uh, why the Bible is true or how we know God is real or what about all the other religions in the world and all these different questions that come up, if you struggle with that, it's a great uh, way to get informed and educated. And it's also a resource you have at your fingertips. It's on video. It's uh, And you have it for lifetime access, so it's a great resource. Um, if you haven't heard all this show, this show will be up on YouTube, and uh, it's also going to be podcast. You can check out all uh, other kinds of shows that I've had in the past, all kinds of amazing interviews with people who have had uh, uh, trans- transformed lives by Jesus Christ and are now serving the Lord all over the world in different capacities. My guest today is Dean Bro- Broyles. He's with the National Center for Law and Policy, NC lplaw.org and also um, uh, Dean on the sheet right here you're looking to have people sign this petition uh, hopefully 25,000 signatures by February 15th and you want to present that on February 27th is that what you said? That's right. Okay and that uh, these are so if they want to get a hold of you um, they can contact Sherry 760-747-4529 or Walker at nclplaw.org. And uh, Dean, when we, were, when we uh, were talking off the air a little bit, you were talking about how sometimes it's a struggle to get churches to get involved and so forth. And uh, you were explaining to me, you know, what's going on there. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest frustrations in my work is that um, the church in general has become kind of pacified and disengaged and not willing to fight Mm -hmm. for what's right. And um, this issue of protecting kids from harm and this level of harm, I think is so important that 
my view is, is if this doesn't wake up the church and get us involved, nothing will. Yeah. And, and so, w- like you said earlier, when the church works together, um, like on Prop 8, for example, we have tremendous power and we can accomplish tremendous things. Yeah. But if, we, if we're too busy or too lazy or too afraid or don't have enough love, because I think a lot of the, the lack of involvement I've really come to understand is not just a fear of man or fear of other people. It's also a lack of love. We don't love other people enough to share the gospel with them anymore. We don't love other people enough to speak out against injustice. Yeah. It's going to even affect our kids or grandkids. So we need to become bold and courageous and allow our love to overcome our fear. Absolutely. And so with, with pastors and specific, specifically though, um, you know, the initial response to pleas for help were really, we were ignored. I mean, these, these were letters that were sent out to all evangelical pastors throughout San Diego County through the Pastors Rapid Response Team network with my friend Jim Garlow. Mm-hmm. We sent out two letters, and nobody, almost nobody responded, and it broke my heart. But part of my, my thought as to why that is, and I've talked to Josh McDowell about this because he's been doing a lot of writing and speaking about pornography yeah. specifically, yeah. is that if you look at the stats, um, nearly 80% of Christian men in, in, the, in our pews are porn addicted. Mm. And, and, and most of the pastors are. So probably roughly 60% or more of the pastors are porn addicted too. Yeah. So I am reaching out to porn addicted pastors, asking them to fight pornography uh, that will be influencing these kids' lives. And part of the reason I think we're not getting a bigger response is a lot of them are m- morally and uh, compromised themselves. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart, but, but even – even porn addicted pastors can fight porn to protect kids. I mean, it, you don't have to be a perfect knight in shining armor to fight this stuff. It's a no brainer, folks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and that, that's the thing too is that you know that's the way the devil works. You know, what he does is he gets in there and he says, "Look at uh, you're not worth. Y- y- who are you to fight against something that you yourself are struggling with?" And so he just wants to shut Christians down. He wants them to be out of the picture, and uh, that's what he's doing. He's killing the church from the inside. Um, through guilt and shame and all these things. That's and right. uh, I just want to bring up a great resource. Uh, it's called the Conquer Series. If you, if you have not checked it out, uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's one of the best resources out there that I've seen. Also, a great thing for your computers at home is Covenant Eyes. Both uh, Covenant Eyes and the Conquer Series are just incredible weapons. Um, and what's happening is a lot of Christians are waking up to the, to the horrible uh, plague of pornography in our culture today. And they're beginning to fight back. And uh, there are are even people that are secular that are outside of the church that are recognizing just how incredibly addicting and devastating uh, pornography is to relationships. So, you know, um, we need to just uh, push forward and go, Lord, um, work, work here and and go back and be, be on our knees in prayer and ask the Lord to stir our hearts to love people more like Dean is saying. So uh, that's that's fantastic. And uh, where are you in the current court cases? We're almost out of time here. Um, but where are you in the court, current court cases with um, Jack uh, Phillips, the, the the baker, and also um, the other one that has to do with the uh, pregnancy care centers? Yeah, so Jack Phillips' oral arguments before the court were on December 5th, and we're expecting a decision on her before the end of June. Okay, so, so people could, should be in prayer about that also. Yeah, be praying, especially for Justice Kennedy. He was very sympathetic to Jack Phillips, and I wrote an article about that. As far as NIFLA, 
Um, that's a big prayer project too. Oral arguments will probably be sometime in March or April at the latest. And we're expecting again a decision on or before the end of June. That's great. Okay. Well, Dean, it's been a real blessing having you on the program today. And, uh, uh, SB48, real quick, uh, before we get off the air, um, as, explain SB48 and, and your thoughts on that real quick, Dean. Sure. Just real quick, because it's rolling out statewide, SB48 um, is the uh, what, what's known as a gay hero history law that in 2011 um, uh, passed, and it basically says that history and social science courses need to recognize the contributions of various groups, including LGBT individuals. Well, what's happened with that? Is, is a pretty radical thing. Those promoting radical sexual liberty got a hold of the law and, and got together with the state of California and developed this framework, this evil, evil framework that, that, that takes um, where we are today with same-sex marriage and says, oh, now that we've got same-sex marriage at, at the U.S. Supreme Court, we want to, in California, use this as a transformational moment to now promote all these other things, including transgenderism, not just in sex ed, but throughout the curriculum, including in history and social science. So the law is is about about a five on the scale, one to ten, but the actual framework is horrible, and the textbooks that were developed just recently out of it are horrible. But you can fight it, and we've got a legal memorandum opinion and talking points on our website at nclplaw.org on our resources page. Please read those, check those out, because each school district can resist the framework and can resist the textbooks and not and doesn't have to adopt them. They've been lied to and told they have to follow the framework, but they don't. When in fact it's not mandatory. That's right. That's great. Okay, Dean Broyles, National Center for Law and Policy. We are lucky to have him here. He, he's in Southern California and San Diego here, and he's a great resource. If you yourself uh, need information about you know what's allowed legally and so forth, or or how to fight something that's unjust, uh, please reach out to him. Uh, he's a blessing to us. So. Thank you again, Dean, for being here today. Great to be with you. Thank you. Okay, we'll be back again next Saturday. Um, I am going to be entering, interviewing Bill Wells, uh, Mayor of El Cajon. We're going to be talking about some of the issues he's dealing with. So uh, I hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed the live stream, and uh, we'll continue to improve that. Uh, shout out again to Jordan Kirk, Kirkham. Right, Jordan? <laughs> he's busy recording. So uh, we'll talk to you next time. God bless you. Have a great day. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry. We're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's alright, cause I'm